This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, July 1st, 2012. Book. James Book. 001. Staying in the Course. Good morning, Connection Church. My name's Jones, Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, this is the day that you've made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for laughter. And now, God, through your word found in James chapter 1, change our hearts. Touch us in a way that we might see you more clearly and that we might go out and make a difference in the world, in our family, in the workplace, at school, in our community. We thank you and praise you this day and all days. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. Book, James book. That's the book of James. That's our focus today and the next four weeks. Um, for some background, it's, it's generally uh, agreed that the the James who authored this book in Scripture was none other than James, the half-brother of Jesus. We say half-brother because we believe that uh, Jesus' father was the Holy Spirit and James' father was somebody else. The Apostle Paul, in, uh, in the book of Galatians, referred to James as one of the three pillars of the church. Uh, James was the uh, leader of the Christian council there in Jerusalem during the time of Paul. And so this whole James Bond thing, we're just kind of having fun with it. You know, somebody said, Carrie, how do you keep a straight face? I'll tell you what, over the last 10 years, some of the things I've had to do, I just have to go with it. Barry and uh, Alan just are in this think tank, and it's like, so, Carrie, I'm like, oh, what now? But, you know, across the board, uh, James Bond, if you've seen any of his movies, he is a man of action. But so was James, the writer of the biblical narrative named after him. James, across the board, this book, the book of James, is about putting your faith in action, about living it out, not just saying, but doing. James is all about the practicalities of Christian living, of how Christ isn't uh, about serving Christ isn't just an outward thing, but it's, it's a matter of the heart as well. And it's about how we share that with those who we meet. Mm. Now, James Bond was 007, but the book of James only goes up to 005. There's only five chapters today is James 001. That's first chapter. Now, in each of these five chapters of James, he gives us a couple of main points in each chapter, and we try to just kind of focus, say, singularly focused on a Sunday morning. So as we go through this, we're not going to cover the entire each and every chapter. We're going to take one main idea in the chapter. Today, today our, our main focus is on staying the course. Staying the course, that's, a, that's an expression that's rooted in sailing. Staying the course means to stay constant on course, unaltering in your course while you're navigating, to stay on course no matter what. Its meaning has broadened over the years, uh, 
to go far beyond just the sea, but to include um, uh, any time we're um, doing something or whatever we're doing in life to not alter and to not get off of uh, misdirection, but to stay focused and to stay on course no matter how difficult, how challenging that might be until we're finished. Stay the course. And so if you have your Bible with you, uh, turn to James chapter 1, and you're also invited to read along on the screen. James chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the twelve scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Can you say that word with me? Perseverance. Perseverance. Yeah, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. But if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask... You must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Okay, so I want to take a little reality check here for a second. James says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. How many of you have considered it pure joy when you face the trials and tribulations of life? Can I see your hands, please? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, that's true for me, too. When I face the trial, the first thing on my mind isn't, oh, this is pure joy. That's uh, it's more like, why me, Lord? Why me? Why am I going through this? What did I do to deserve this? Pure joy usually isn't the first thing on our mind when we face the trials and tribulations, is it? And yet, that's what James offers to us. James says, enjoy, enjoy whatever trials are thrown at you because they will produce, what word am I looking for? Perseverance. Absolutely. When it comes to your faith, it will produce perseverance when it comes to your faith. And isn't that something that each one of us would like to have bolstered. Perseverance when it comes to our faith, to have a a far greater, um, greater ability to persevere, to stay focused, to stay the course, no matter what trials, no matter what temptations we face. When reading this section of James, It reminds us of an expression that you might have heard. Whatever doesn't kill you will make you stronger. Anybody ever hear of that? Yeah, well, it's kind of an exaggeration. (laughs) But the point is, those things that we would like to avoid, those trials that we go through and temptations that we experience, when we experience them allowing the Lord to lead us and guide us and, and hold us tight, Those very things can make us stronger for future things. It is in dealing with those things that help us be more faithful in the future. It is in dealing with those things that help us stay 
the course. Stay the course. Um, it's not always the easiest thing to do, whether we're on a boat in the water or whether it's just life that we're talking about. You know, when the storms come, and that's timely, isn't it, with what's just happened here in town? When the storms come, it's a challenge to not veer off course at times. When conditions are challenging, it'd be understandable if we were to drift one way or the other, not staying dead on at all times. When the situation is, an ide- is not ideal, it's not unusual for us to have difficulty staying the course. And yet, that's what James encourages us to do, to, here's that word again, persevere during those times of trial and temptation. And why is perseverance so important? Well, according to James, perseverance allows us to become or be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Mature, of being fully developed in terms of being the person that God intends us to be when God first thought of us. And from what James shares, this goes hand in hand with wisdom, recognizing truth and putting it uh, together with optimum judgment when it comes to action. And from where does this judgment come from, this good judgment, this wisdom? Well, James tells us it comes from none other than God. It comes from God. We ask God for it, and God gives it generously to all without finding fault. To all. To you and to me. To everybody. But we've got to ask, and we must believe and not doubt, is what James says. We must stay the course, because those who doubt are like a wave of the sea. There's that nautical thing again. Tossed and blown by the wind, double-minded and unstable in all things, according to James. Instead, in all things, stay the course, even when it's challenging, even when we're facing trials and temptations, even when the wind is working very hard to change our direction, we're called to stay the course. Let's pick it up at verse 9. James says, Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with with the scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. And so once again, stay the course. Do not let your situation or the particular circumstances of that point in time determine your course. If things are rough, celebrate the high position God has given you, a position that allows you to persevere. If you're rich, realize that things can change quickly, and sooner or later, it will all be gone. There's a, a writer, John Ortberg, that says, uh, sooner, uh, at, the end of the ga- uh, at, at the end, all the pieces go back in the box. You know, when the game's over, the pieces go back in the box. Sooner or later, even the beautiful flowers of summer fade and wither. And the truth is, uh, it's true as well for the rich or for any of us for that matter. Our situation will change. Good or bad, our situation sooner or later will change. And on the other hand, no matter what our situation, God can use it to make us stronger, to teach us perseverance, to help us learn to 
stay the course. Picking up at verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. And so James continues as he tells us that we're blessed when we face perseverance through, when, when we persevere through the trials, because when we come through those challenges, we'll be given the crown of life that the Lord promises those who love him. Again, James is an action guy. Our challenges we're reading through James is to not think that the action, our actions bring us salvation. Amen? If, we, if you're not careful, you think, oh, if I do this, I'm going to be saved. Well, our salvation does not become from our good works or our do- doings. Our salvation comes strictly only through the grace of God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for you and me on the cross. That, and only that, brings salvation. That being said, though, in response to that action of Christ, in response to that saving grace of God in our lives, we're called to be faithful. We're called to live faithful lives, lives centered on Christ, lives in which we live out that love, not merely by what we say, but by our actions, by what we do. It's easy to say, yes, I love you. It's a whole different thing to live it out, to act it out. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, You know, words are cheap. Words are easy. It's actions that count. Our actions don't in any way earn us that spot in heaven, but they're one heck of a thank you note to the one who did give us that spot in heaven through his blood on the cross, Jesus the Christ. Amen? Amen. So here's an important aspect of facing trials and temptations that James brings out. When tempted, we should never say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted, nor does he tempt anyone. We are tempted when we are enticed to follow our own will and our own way. We are tempted when we go off course, when we aren't living out those ways that God wants us to be. We are tempted when we take our eyes off of Christ and put our eyes on the world. God does not say, I'm going to tempt you. God, right here, saying God is tempting me. God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. God's desire is that every single one of us persevere and walk it out in faith and trust that no matter what comes our way, 
no matter what trial, no matter what temptation, that we would stay focused on what Jesus has done for each one of us through his death and resurrection on the cross, through the grace, through the mercy, which is so lavishly given to us. That's what Christ wants us to focus on. And when we do, we're better able to stay the course. James finishes this section of chapter 1 with the following. He says this, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change, change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Satan would like nothing more than to mess up our lives, to deceive us. That's part of Satan's diabolical plan for each one of us to kill, to destroy, to steal all that is good in our lives. And a big part of that is through deception. I mean, like we're in this trap before we ever even realize it if we're not alert. Bible says be alert. Be alert. Just as Satan misled Adam and Eve in the garden way back in the beginning, Satan works overtime to deceive each one of us and can use anything to mess with us. Now, my experience is that um, he knows just what hot buttons I have, just where I'm kind of weak and and vulnerable and begins to just push those buttons. Places where I'm unguarded, same as with each one of you, those places in our lives where we're easily tempted, those places where, you know, we might have a scab and, and if it just, you know, Satan will just pick at it, pick at it, pick at it until we are just wounded again, things that we thought were all okay just come back out. Satan will use anything at his disposal. He loves to deceive. And James says, don't be deceived. You know, the things that are not in our best interest come from Satan, not God. God, All that God wants is what's best for each of us. God wants us not only to survive, God wants us to thrive. As James says... Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. Does not change like the shifting shadows. God is the same to yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God does not change. The same God who created Adam and Eve is the same God who has created you and me. The same God who freed the Hebrew slaves from... uh, bondage in Egypt is the same God who frees you and me from the bondage of sin. The same God who offered a word of hope to the Jews in exile in Babylon is the same God who offers you and me a word of hope through our Savior Jesus, the Christ who died on the cross, was risen from the dead, ascended to heaven, and now sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, That's our word of hope from this same God who does not change. God stays the course. Amen? God stays the course. 
And as followers of Christ, as followers of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we're called to stay the course as well. We're called to persevere, to allow those trials and temptations not to bring us down, but to make us stronger, to help us to get ever closer to one who made us, to get ever closer to being the men and women God created us to be when God thought of us so long, long ago. So let's go back to the beginning (coughs) of James. Would you share this scripture with me, please? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Wow. Stay the course during trials and temptations. You know, I, I've just got to do this. Um, Brother Bruce, you have been through one big trial And we've been walking with you through that. But here in faith, you've stayed the course, and you're going to be a part of the team to serve us Holy Communion. See, he's, you know, living that out. And it's not easy, but with Christ, all things are possible. And that can be true for each one of our lives, to be a witness for Jesus, to stay the course, even when we're knocked around, even when our heart is broken, even when we think that we can't get up in the morning again, to claim victory in Jesus and stay the course. Amen? Let's pray. Almighty God, we do claim victory in you. And while we might get knocked around, get off course. God, it's through your blood that you just love us and call us and woo us back. There's nothing that we can do to to change how much you love us. So thank you for this opportunity to have this sacrament of Holy Communion to take you in. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.